Hello, guys. It is the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair on Give Me Sports Turnbuckle Talk podcast. Tune in now to hear the best BEST interview ever. It's WrestleMania week. Give Me Sports Turnbuckle Talk podcast is back for episode two. And that was the brilliant Bianca Belair introducing... Uh, the chat this week she was awesome we've got her on an interview a bit later but let's get through the pleasantries first I'm your host Ollie Browning joined once again by Alex Bat how are you doing this Wrestlemania week I'm absolutely buzzing mate as you as you can guess yeah it's a it's a big week for us isn't it the Wrestlemania week you know it's it's almost like Christmas for wrestling fans and these days it's not usually just it's not just that one night anymore is it you know obviously we had the two nights because of because of covid and we've got two nights again but it's it's the entire week isn't it it's um yeah it's not just the wrestlemania itself anymore it's the whole week so yeah delighted and looking forward to seeing what happens yeah i mean like you say nine nights in a row of wwe started we're actually recording this on a tuesday afternoon so it started last night with the go home edition of monday night raw which we'll talk about and we've got the hall of fame tonight going to try and remember every single thing that's happening you've got nxt takeover standard deliver on wednesday and thursday nxt uk prelude which i also think is on a thursday smackdown on friday two wrestlemanias saturday and sunday and then of course monday night the raw after wrestlemania which leads into the new nxt time slot of tuesday so nine nights in a row. That is a lot of wrestling. Are you going Busy to watch? Busy time for you, mate. Busy I... time for you. But will you be watching NXT UK Prelude? <laughs> well, we'll see. I might do, you know. I, might, I generally might do, you know, to get myself in the mood for Mania. You know, I, I, may, I don't hide that I'm not, like, a massive NXT watcher. Uh, I keep up to date with it, and I know... I know you know, the names and everything, but I don't watch it every week. Um, but I do catch, like, I do watch their takeovers and stuff like that because I'm an armchair fan, I guess you can call me. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably, I might watch it in the build-up to Mania, you know, get myself in the mood, watch some good wrestling and, yeah, just enjoy the whole week, really. Good wrestling is absolutely what you will get on NXT UK. And I'm so sorry, I just wanted to catch you out there with your NXT UK <laughs> knowledge. Anyway, <laughs> the main event, of course, is going to be WrestleMania this weekend, isn't it? We've got the match card in front of us. So a bit later on in the show, we're going to go through our WrestleMania predictions. That's always fun. Uh, there are so many. I think there are about 14 matches that have been confirmed now. So yeah. 14 matches to predict. And then we can see in our post-WrestleMania show, which will be next Tuesday, who got the most right. Um, and it's obviously so yeah. hard to predict. Like It could go either way at this point. Bit of competition early doors. Absolutely. It's what any good podcast is kind of based on is a bit of competition. (laughs) But let's start, I guess, with night one of this nine night kind of wrestling stretch, which is the go home edition of Monday Night Raw. We spoke a couple of minutes ago. You've watched it. I've watched it. What did you think in terms of a go home show for the biggest pay-per-view event of the year? What did you think of Raw? Uh, I, from your, from the way you've worded it and questioned it, I can tell that we've got the same sort of thoughts that it just felt a little bit off, you know, like it just missed, missed like the hype. It missed the buzz. It missed that it's WrestleMania week, you know? And like I said to you just before we came on air, like if, if you didn't, if you weren't a big wrestling fan and you watched that, you'd just think it was any normal raw. It wasn't the raw before WrestleMania, you know? Um, 
I've been very vocal recently in saying that SmackDown, I think, is more enjoyable and better than Monday Night Raw. And it, it, despite that, Raw is still the number one show for WWE, but it just felt like it didn't have enough oomph, didn't have enough fire in it to really sort of get you really excited for WrestleMania. You know, you've got the natural excitement because we're WWE fans. And WrestleMania is like our Super Bowl, our Champions League final, you know, it's 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 the holy grail. But you've got three hours to to hype it up and get people ready. And I just I just I just I mean I watched it this morning like throughout this morning throughout work and I just didn't really feel like I'd watched anything, if that makes sense. Um Yeah, I think you're right in the sense that I think one, it's hard to build that kind of excitement without a live audience, and that's where WrestleMania is gonna be, I think, incredible in the fact that you're going to have 25,000 fans, which doesn't sound like a high number in terms of what WrestleMania normally is. But if you think about the arenas WWE used to tour in, you'd struggle to get 25,000 for like a Raw or a SmackDown. So that number of fans in in the arena is going to be incredible. And I think at the moment, that's just what Raw is lacking. But you're right in the sense that it felt like nothing big kind of happened. Everything's kind of been set for a few weeks now in the sense mm-hmm. that you know your main event is going to be Drew McIntyre against Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Of course it is. Um, but whereas with SmackDown, they were kind of chopping and changing everything uh, until the last moment, which is a whole other issue altogether. But Raw, for me, like you say, it was just... It was a, it was a, it was a show. It was there. Like I watched it. I enjoyed it. But in terms of WrestleMania week, I was expecting... A little bit more, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's perfect, perfectly summarised. You know, I I enjoy all WWE shows. You know, I do. I, I can be critical of them, but I do, I do enjoy them as well. You know, I love wrestling, and I love. I think the superstars they've got now are extremely talented. You know, in the ring and as outside the ring. So I enjoy the shows, but I just felt it. it yeah, it was a bit lackluster for a few nights before WrestleMania. Absolutely. But I am very, very confident that we're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon that on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is going to be anything but lackluster. So we've got NXT TakeOver, which we will spend a bit of time talking about a bit later because we've got a um, few, few comments from Jordan Devlin, who we spoke to last week, kind of discussing uh, his title match at Stand and Deliver uh, and also discuss Shawn Michaels' potential in-ring return and his wrestling Mount Rushmore which features mm. Vince McMahon, which I absolutely love. Uh, yeah. and I make, a, make a big point about that because I think that's great. Um, but of course, like we said, from the start of this, the main point of this WrestleMania week podcast is to talk about WrestleMania. So we both have the card in front of us. I think it just makes sense to kind of get through that card and kind of pick out some interesting matches from it. So if we start with night one, uh, I don't know if it was just on Raw that it was kind of, described that the main event is going to be Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre or if that was kind of known a couple of days ago but like the first time I really noticed them kind of mentioning it as the main event was on Monday do you think that's the best choice out of the seven matches do you think that's the one that deserves the main event spot uh yeah I think so I mean looking at now you've got the the, I mean I'm assuming you've put it in order of pretty much like the best matches to sort of the lower key matches and, you know, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, you know, could easily have main evented. Um, their, their feud and their storyline has been built really nicely, I think, over the past few weeks and months. So that that was capable of main event in night one, I think, but just 
Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. You know, it's it's great seeing Bobby Lashley at the top of the mountain finally, and it's and Drew McIntyre, like we said on the last episode of podcast, has just had an unbelievable year. So it makes it does make sense to me that they're going to close out night one, yeah, and I think they'll they'll do a brilliant job in doing that as well. Absolutely, I am a big fan of Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. I think I was kind of convinced that that was going to headline night one of WrestleMania, but I'm you know a big fan of Drew McIntyre as well. So I am completely happy that that's going to take the main event spot. And, and it also kind of suggests to me, I'm going to throw an early prediction in here before we get into them. Nice. If you've got that as the main event, is that going to be Drew McIntyre's second but first proper WrestleMania moment where he dethrones, you mm. know, dominating champion once again at WrestleMania, but this time in front of a crowd? Is that, is that something that you want to see? I th- it's a weird one because I think I'd be happy with either, to be honest. Because I, like Bobby Lashley, has has done so well to to make himself more relevant in recent months. You know, when he came back, there was a massive hype, and it sort of struggled and was a bit lackluster over the time. And but in recent weeks, since you know MVP and the Hurt business has been, it's been really good. I've really enjoyed Bobby Lashley in the ring and also like in the segments that he's involved in. So I wouldn't mind if he kept the belt for a few more months, you know, because it does feel like it'd be such a short title reign if he lost it now. Uh, but on the flip side of that, you've got the love that we have for Drew McIntyre and the the praise that we've got for him for the year he's had. He deserves um, he deserves the moment with the fans. I'd kind of wish it would be more than 25,000, you know, maybe like a SummerSlam moment instead. But yeah, it's a tough one to predict for the first one. You know, it's a really tough one to predict. I just... I think I would have to play safe and go Drew just because like you've said, it's main eventing. I can't imagine them doing the main event for Lashley to win. I just don't see that. So yeah, if I had to predict, which I, which I do, uh, it's yeah, I'd go Drew McIntyre. It's interesting, isn't it? Because both of those guys are incredible top, top stars. It's almost a case of what happens to the one that loses and mm-hmm. where do they go next? Cause you've got Drew McIntyre who, he was champion for a whole year with no fans. And, but for most of that year, he was feuding with Randy Orton. So like, there's still, I think, a lot of potential opponents that Drew McIntyre can face for the WWE Championship and yeah. put on you know, interesting, massive title matches. But then the flip side of that is you look at Bobby Lashley and his, he's been on fire recently and the Hurt Business has just split up. There's definitely a story to kind of to tell there that I think could end up with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin one day down the line challenging for the the WWE Championship as well shortly after WrestleMania to kind of bring that whole storyline like full circle. Mm -hmm. So it's almost a case of you've got two massively, like two huge stars and one of them is going to have to kind of drop down the card a bit because there's not room for both. There's only one big title belt on Raw. Obviously, you've got the, the US Championship as well, but that's, you know, a different different story. Like, you, you wouldn't want to see Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley with the with the, the US title belt again. No. Uh, for well, I think they, they both won it. I'm not sure if Drew, Drew was an intercontinental champion, wasn't he, in his, in his first yeah. run, I think. I don't yeah. think he won the, the United States belt, but yeah. I mean, Drew, Drew McIntyre, just on a side point, versus Matt Riddle for the... Or Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for... 
the US well champ. yeah there, there, there's maybe a bit of saving there you can go back to McIntyre and Sheamus but yeah you, you make a really good point you know what what does the loser of this match do you know the following Monday Night Raw or the, the following you know weeks and months it's a, it's a tricky one for WWE you know it, I generally can't see yeah I can't see what what they do um you know the, the Monday Night Raw usually after WrestleMania sets you up for the next few weeks and months so I guess there'll be a new challenger for the winner but then yeah I just worry about what happens to the one who who does lose and where they go you know you've obviously got Lashley with Benjamin and Alexander maybe they're they're going to go into a little feud but is that is that what well Lashley would want after being the champion I don't know uh and if if Lashley retains do they keep the feud going longer or you know do they, is there a rematch there somewhere to be had just to keep them both right at the top where they deserve to be so it's a good problem to have for WWE that they've got so many stars that are worthy of that spot, but it'll be very interesting to see how they book the match and how what happens in the following weeks. Yeah, it's one of those ones where I'm like, damn, I'm glad I don't work for WWE Creative because that sounds like a headache. Yeah, <laughs> that's a headache. But yeah, we'll have to see, like you say, Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, regardless of what happens, I think those two are going to put on a hell of a show in the main mm -hmm. event, like two huge dudes just knocking the sense out of each other and uh yeah I'm, I'm very excited for that to main event but i also think bianca belair sasha banks maybe deserved that spot you look at you kind of go back to the royal rumble and you say the royal rumble winner traditionally used to be a men's event the, the men's winner goes punches their ticket to wrestlemania gets the main event with two kind of nights of wrestlemania and two royal rumbles like why couldn't bianca belair sasha banks main event night one i think it was worthy yeah. and um it's something that Bianca Belair talked about when we spoke to her a couple of weeks ago. So let's take a listen to this clip, which is Bianca Belair discussing whether her and Sasha Banks were worthy of headlining WrestleMania 37. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of fans um, even just put it out there saying, oh no, they're, they're going to, Sasha and Bianca are main eventing WrestleMania, like the first night, they've already put it out there. So you know, I hope that they put it out there in the universe and it's just going to happen. I would love to be, main event of WrestleMania, you know, being in WWE, everyone's dream and goal is to go to WrestleMania and be on the greatest, greatest stage of them all. So to now being able, be able to possibly main event WrestleMania, that's what, what more can you ask for in that moment? That's a dream that I've always had. Um, and, you know, then to possibly be walking out as SmackDown Women's Champion uh, in, a, in a main event match. You know, and we're already creating history with being the, the two first black females to have a title match at WrestleMania. <laughs> and I think it's just an amazing, it's amazing what we represent to alpha females, to alpha women in there and what we showcase, what we represented to be able to do on the grand stage of them all and possibly as main event. Why not? Of course, I always say women, women in particularly we always show up and we show out we just, we just need those opportunities in that platform and i think being main event will be an amazing opportunity to show what we have to offer uh, so that was bianca belair chatting about how she thinks her and sasha banks were put on a historic main event and it's something that so many ww fans would agree with uh and she kind of mentioned at the start that so many this was kind of a couple of weeks ago when there was a big kind of social media movement uh, that i think it was like hashtag Banks Belair main event or something was like trending on Twitter. And um, yeah, do, do you feel it's maybe a missed opportunity to not have those two? Cause they're two clear fan favorites. If you put them at the end of a, what, what I imagine is going to be a three or four hour show, 
when traditionally the crowd gets kind of like irate and a bit kind of out of it for the last kind of match. I think they had the potential to kind of bring the whole night one to a close perfectly. And I, I just wonder if it's a bit of a missed opportunity there. Yeah, I, I do agree. You know, like we said before, talking about the two possible main eventers, you know, they're, all four of them are worthy of that spot. It, it was a good opportunity to give another women's matter a chance to headline a main event of WrestleMania. Um, you know, the, the feud's been building really nicely. They're both really good in the ring and together they're really good as well. So I think it would have been a really nice way of closing uh, night one. And like you say, you know, you've had, you've got two Royal Rumble winners, you've got two nights of WrestleMania. Why not give them both, you know, the main event, which would make perfect sense. So yeah, it would be, it's a shame that they're not going to get that spot, but I think all they can do now is just go out and steal the show, which they're very capable of doing. You know, I mean, it'll be interesting. I don't know if WWE have announced sort of like the placement of matches or whatnot or when, what's happening, but it'll be interesting to see where on the card it goes. You know, could it could it start WrestleMania? You know, could it be the first match to really start and give people a real big, you know, boost going into it? Because um, the worst thing you'd want is you don't want it to be like you say in that lull period where people are getting a bit tired, a bit antsy, and the reactions are just going a little bit. I'm sure it won't happen this year, you know, because you know we people haven't been in um, stadiums for so long. So I think the lucky people that are there will be on it for the whole event, or I'd like to think they should be. But the worst thing that could be, could happen is that, you'd, like you say, they're in that period where fans are getting a bit, you know, worn down and the reactions aren't as good because they deserve a, a rammed up crowd that are, that are giving it all because, you know, a lot of the wrestling does, you know, it bounces off the fans and the worst thing that they deserve is to have a bit of a stale crowd. So hopefully they get that right and they have the reaction that they deserve. Absolutely. You talk about that kind of card placement. I, I agree. I think if they're not going to close the show, why not open the show? Like you say, just kind of something that really sets the tone. And I think those two will set the tone in incredible fashion. So yeah, like you say, you just don't want it kind of mid card, like toilet break time is what I would kind exactly of say that. Mid card of a WrestleMania. And like you say, I don't think it'll happen this year. One, because of the crowd being, you know, the crowd there first time in 12 months. And two, because like the card just, I don't think it is that long anymore. Like there are two nights at the moment, seven matches on each night. It's, it's just an average kind of pay-per-view card now. Like it, it's not like a nine, 10 match card that we've seen in previous years that mm. ends with booing of, I think, was it Roman Reigns? Well, yeah. The one, the, block? the one that sticks out for me was Roman Reigns and Triple H. Yes, that's it. When that was that was main event, wasn't it? And I can't remember what year it was for the life of me, but I remember watching that live and I was, it was just, it beat the hell out of me. I mean, I'm getting older, so I can't do these late nights anymore, but <laughs> that one really did take a lot of, lot of hard work to get through. <laughs> but this year, like we say, it's going to be very, very different. And we talk about other matches on the card. Another match I'm kind of interested to see what happens is Bad Bunny and Damian Priest tagging against The Miz and John Morrison because that was kind of changed on Raw on Monday. So the go-home show was probably the one change they made to the card, really, I think, was making this a tag match, which people assumed, like, from the bat when Bad Bunny got into WWE, people were like, oh, yeah, classic tag match at Mania. Then he was in a singles match against The Miz up until Monday night, and people were like, oh, like, Bad Bunny must be doing something pretty damn impressive, sort of, like, behind the scenes to, to be trusted to do that, that tag, that, uh, that singles match. Um, 
whether he has been doing, you know, we don't know, but it's now been made a tag match. And it's one of the more like amusing matches on the card to me. Like there's always a kind of celebrity appearance or like a, a nonsense match at WrestleMania. But I, I like the look of this one. And I think the Miz and, and John Morrison are just two of the guys that you want in that match. Like just to put to put Bad Bunny and I imagine Damian Priest over as well. Um, and we, we saw on Raw, didn't we, the, the uh, vandalism of Bad Bunny's $3.5 million Bugatti. Bugatti? Yeah. Am I saying that right? What's the word? I've lost the word. Forgot. Oh no, it's it's not. It's <laughs> you're not cutting that. You're not cutting that out either. No, nope. <laughs> it's Bugatti, isn't it? That's what I thought, and it didn't come out right. <laughs> I know cards. I know cards. I know cards. It's all gone wrong. Uh, anyway. Alan Partridge comment that. <laughs> I, I know cards. <laughs> I do know cars and I do know match cards. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but that, that match for me, uh, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest and Miz and John Morrison, I'm interested to see uh, how much wrestling Bad Bunny does because yeah. if he was kind of in for a singles match for a while, as was teased, like you've got to imagine he's got some something about him. And, and that's, you know, that's exciting. Like, do, do you think... Are you going to be interested in that one? Is, or is that one you're going to kind of, oh, yeah, it happened and forget that? Uh, you know, I'm a massive fan of Miz. You know, I love the Miz. So I'm always interested when he's involved. <laughs> will, I, will I really care about this match? I don't think so, because I don't think it's going to be really that much of a match. Like you said, it'll be interesting to see what Bad Bunny's levels are. Um, you know, was it a case of, yeah, he set up for a singles and then WWE were a bit worried about how, how much he could go, so let's make it a tag team. You never know behind the scenes. You know, it might have always been a plan of making it a tag team match, but setting it up originally to be a singles. I don't think it will last long. I think it will be a quick sort of filler sort of match. Um, but like you said earlier, you know, the Miz and John Morrison are two perfect people to be in this match because they're brilliant at putting people over. They're brilliant together. They're very entertaining. And it's a, a good way of, you know, introducing Damien Priest to people who won't know him as well as others. Uh, you know, he's, he's in the ring with the Miz and John Morrison, two, probably you would say two Hall of Famers, maybe. You know, Miz, definitely. John Morrison, less likely, but still a potential. So it, it introduces him to the wider audience. And yeah, you like you say, you always have that one celebrity sort of appearance slash match and cameo. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they have planned. And I hope Bad Bunny does get a fair bit of wrestling time. You know, he, he did that stiff punch on Miz a couple of weeks ago, which looked pretty decent. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of moves he can do. You know, is he a high flyer or is he a is he you know a shame at man puncher and kicker sort of vibe? So it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. You know, I, I I'm not it's not going to be my highlight of the weekend, but it's going to be something that I'll be that will entertain me, and that's that's important. Good, yeah. I think like like you say, it's almost about kind of getting Damien Priest that spotlight as well. So I think he, he debuted shortly after the Rumble, didn't he? And he's not done much wrestling on Raw. He's kind of been involved in these backstage segments. He's, you know, feuding with The Miz, but, you know, kind of taking a back seat to it. And it's like, how good is Damien Priest? Everybody that's seen NXT knows how good Damien Priest is. But, yeah. like, this is a real chance for him to go out there and, and show it to a, a whole new audience. And, and I think if there's anyone any one of those four that's going to steal that match it won't be bad it won't be bad bunny it'll be it'll be damian priest we're talking about sort of ne next tuesday is just to see 
where he's at and how good he is because I can't see Bad Bunny sticking around in WWE. Uh, like he'll be gone after WrestleMania, and that that puts Priest on his own, the Archer of Infamy on his own. Like so, what he does, what he does on Raw after WrestleMania will also be interesting. Like there's so much, like this card is so like moving in so many different places that like uh, it's just going to be a really good watch. And and like you say, there's always a throw off match at WrestleMania. This feels like it, it would be that match, but. I'm interested in it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. And from one tag team match to another, we might, may as well discuss another debut at WrestleMania, AJ Styles and Orton versus The New Day. And this Before one, we move on, I need, we need to do predictions. We need to predict it as well. All right, let's predict it. Do you it. want to do them now or are we doing them at the end? Should we do them at, should we do them at the end and like rattle through? Okay, we'll do it at the end. Very end is like a quick, let's go. One, two, three. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll do Brilliant. that. And, That's and, nice. like that. And do them badly, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, another one that we, again, really hard to predict, you think, is the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos, because this is his debut. And I'm very excited to see what this massive dude is going to do in the ring. Like, it's been building for. God, what was almost doing last year? Was he, he was like the door guard, wasn't he, for Raw Underground? Oh, God, yeah, he was, wasn't he? My <laughs> word, Raw Underground, that was an interesting time. Shane McMahon's bodyguard for a few weeks and then came back yeah. and, and to be paired with AJ Styles. I love the pairing. I love AJ Styles. Mm. Like, he is yeah. just going to be the one on the mic. You could, like, you didn't need to give him a mic because, like, AJ Styles is doing all the talking and it's just a really fun, again, a really fun feud. And I would like to see different tag team champions. And mm. then eventually down the line, you have one of those two turn on the other into a singles kind of feud and that that could bring you know really give almost a rub wouldn't it like feuding with AJ Styles down the line should they win the titles and and break up eventually but that, that's another one I've got my eye on and you know I love the new day um I think the build for this one's been fantastic with like the game night that was last week where they were just doing stupid stuff in the ring like yeah. I love that um yeah. so it will be very very interesting to see uh almost his debut at yeah. WrestleMania, what do you what do you think about about this one? Yeah, I'm I'm similar to you. You know, I really can't wait to see how this goes and how they how they do it and how they book it and what it you know what it delivers. New Day, you know what you're going to get. You know, there and AJ Styles as well. To be honest, they're gonna they're gonna be insane in the ring. They always are. You know, no matter who they work with, they always put on a show. So it all, all eyes will be on Omos. You know, he'll know that I think as well which will be big pressure on him, but he's got big shoulders. So <laughs> he'll no doubt he'll be able to take it. And it will be interesting to see what, what sort of wrestler he is. You know, will he be the, just a classic big guy, sort of like great Carly vibes where he's just punching and, or is it, can he, you know, can he, can he hang in the ring and be more impressive than people would think? Uh, it'll, be, it'll be a very interesting watch, but it's, it's one I'm actually quite excited for, you know, because of that unpredictability. Um, you know, it's a it's a step up from the Miz tag team match because obviously you've got four genuine competitors, but it's also the same sort of entertainment level. You know, you, you don't really know what we're going to get. Is it going to be like a serious tag team match or is it going to be a bit comedic value because of how the feud has been? And yeah, like you say about AJ Styles, you know, he's, he's delivered brilliantly with this tag team. You know, he's made it so entertaining and so funny to watch and the New Day have helped that obviously because their, their comedic value is unbelievable. So it'll be a good, it'll be a good match and yeah, when it comes to predicting it, 
absolutely no idea but I think that's a good good shout from you for the for the AJ Styles and Omos to win and then something happened to them in the future something happened to them and, and AJ Styles will just like, like I said about Seth Rollins last week I'm not going to say the swear word because uh, like believing that out was was a massive uh in the yeah <laughs> but, uh, like AJ Styles is another one that can kind of play that role perfectly and I'd I'd like to see him you know in a more serious kind of role where he's pushed maybe into the title picture but only after we see kind of what happens with him and Omos and I think that's that's where I would predict that one going but yeah. from one match that I'm very that we're both very excited to to a match that I said last week uh, I was not excited for which was uh, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon and unfortunately I'm still not that excited for it it's in a steel cage now and that's kind of cool but it's and then it's just a nonsense to me I'm like this is strange yeah. like you're a, you said you're a big Braun Strowman fan last time we did this is this what like what's going on here yeah it's 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 a shame to see because you know Braun he was so hot a few years ago you know and it felt like it was going to be his time and for one reason or another, it never happened. Then obviously he beat Goldberg, but it just that came at the wrong time. Um, and yeah, like I said last last time we did this, I am a big Braun Strowman fan, but I'm also a big Shane McMahon fan. And I think a lot of people actually secretly are. You know, take away his promos, which are notoriously bad. Take those away and just focus on his in ring. He's actually all right. And the, the last few WrestleManias that he's competed in, I've actually come away thinking probably the best maybe the best two matches uh, you know he's up there he's been up there you know the undertaker was unbelievable mm. with aj styles he had a really good match with he is capable of putting on these kind of matches whether it's because he's doing some lunatic spot which you just remember for the rest of the weekend but if that's the case then great that's what you want you want those wrestlemania moments but there's also been good matches good wrestling matches as well so I'm a big fan of them individually. I don't really think they work well together and I don't think they will work well together, personally. I think Shane McMahon's going to jump off the cage, of course. Uh, I think there will be some cool moments in the match, but, yeah, it's it's something that I'm not really blown away by and I haven't been since the start. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shame, but hopefully there'll be some cool spots from it. Yeah, I think the cage adds an element to it that might make it more watchable than it than you know it was going to be because I think if you've got Braun Strowman as a, a legitimate monster and Shane O'Mac who's a an old part-time kind of superstar like it was going to be a squash match you'd imagine but like with mm. the cage in there now you're thinking there are going to be some weapons there are going to be some some coast to coast one turn back yeah. to the other with a trash can maybe uh yeah, yeah be a real throwback that love to see that but uh yeah it's uh, it, like in my kind of opinion like it's one of the weaker cards on the on one of the weaker matches on the card and and i'm not sure where you'd place it on the card of the match because i don't think it's worth opening the show with it'll be kind of the definition of like a mid-card match I yeah. think. um but yeah. i i want to be surprised and i hope the cage helps that so mm. yeah looking forward to it would be like a bit of an overstatement but I won't go out of my way to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good summary. That's about where we are right now. And one match yeah. I definitely will not be avoiding is Cesaro versus Seth Rollins because that was confirmed, I think, after we did the first podcast, wasn't it, where we were talking about kind of uh, those two being brilliant yeah. performers and, and Cesaro never having a, um, 
a WrestleMania singles match, well, he's now got one. And it's one that, you know, we think could maybe steal the show, do you think? 100%. Yeah, especially night one. You know, it's... They're just two. They're just two brilliant wrestlers. You know, I you struggle to find a bad Cesaro match. You struggle to find a bad Seth Rollins match. Um, and it's just been really. It's been a really good, quick feud as well. You know, because it has been quick. It's it's been the last few weeks really, but it's also felt really quite personal and really well put together. You know, Seth's suits have been incredible. Cesaro's swings have been incredible. You know, it's all about the S words for these two. Um, and I, I just think it's it's one of those where you you're not really buzzing to watch it but it's one that you you probably will come away from thinking yeah that was a really good match you know because there's not much, there's nothing on the line it's it a lot of people will think it's just there to take up a spot and use some wrestlers and that's fair enough but it, they're two wrestlers that can deliver no matter what and um I, I compare it to one of the matches on night two as well which is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn I think it's it's a match that is there because it probably needed to be there, but it's also a match that has all the ingredients and all the potential to be the one that you say, wow, that was, that was decent. That was really decent. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that just for the wrestling terms rather than the storyline or the, you know, the, what happens next sort of like, it's just that match, that one-off match. Cause it's not, it probably isn't going to continue past WrestleMania. So it's just that one-off one match showdown which I think will be a really, really good watch for wrestling fans. So you're looking forward to the wrestling inside the ring. I am looking forward to the Seth Rollins drip. I can Well, yeah, yeah. The entrance attire needs to be it needs to be as good as his suits recently. You know that that pink and purple and all kinds of colours. One we tweeted the other day was just oh wow, incredible, yeah. incredible suits. Yeah, like you say, I mean, he always brings it, doesn't he, at WrestleMania and SummerSlam and stuff with the with the attire. So. Yeah, I'm does, yeah, big, big things. I hope it's not just a suit. I hope it's more of like a like a full body kind of. I don't really, really know what you call his gear, like when he has like the pads and the the kind of vest yeah, the, the white and gold one from SummerSlam is still iconic. Oh, Lord. Seth Rollins was he was dripping before he was Seth Rollins dripping. <laughs> like, yeah, he that's, was, how, he that's was. how stylish that man is. He's um, so stylish, yeah. <laughs> but that brings us I think to the final match on the card which is probably a good place to start our predictions really uh, on night one is a I believe it's a tag team turmoil match so it involves Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose Lana and Naomi Natalia and Tamina and the Riot Squad all facing off for a shot at Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on night two let's start with predictions and move i guess we'll move our way back up the card all the way okay, to yeah, Bobby yeah. and drew mcintyre so this tag team turmoil term turmoil match tag Termoil. team moil match who do you yeah. have out of those four teams winning that uh i would have gone lana and naomi um but recently natalia and tamina have been quite you know strong i feel um gosh that's that's a tough place to start i'm gonna go with lana and naomi i think i will agree with you there in the sense that i think it's a chance to give lana a wrestlemania moment that maybe she kind of has earned since the end of last year where she was at survivor series and and kind of going through the tables every week, uh, thanks mm. to Nia Jax. 
and off the top of my head I can't remember how that feud ended if it ever if it ever ended so now I'm thinking just put them together on Wrestlemania and maybe someone's going to go for a table but maybe if she goes for a table she might get up and win the tag team titles who knows yeah. Uh, so yeah I'm going to go for Lana and Naomi as well both going Lana and Naomi that's a nice start easy start <laughs> what about Cesaro and Seth Rollins and I have a feeling we'll have differing opinions here I think yeah this, this again this is a really tough one you know it's one that just oh my word um I mean, generally, it is really hard to pick because I think I'll go with mine, and I think ah, it's one of those head versus heart. I think my head says it'll be Cesaro, but I want Seth Rollins to win, so I'm gonna go for Seth Rollins because I like Seth Rollins. (laughs) I think he's my favorite. (laughs) I'm gonna be Rollins. Um, It's hard. I'm thinking. Yeah, my thought process is who maybe needs it more. And Cesaro does, would need it more because Seth is a legit main eventer whenever they want him to be a main eventer. Yeah, I'm going to go Cesaro. I'll go different. I'll go Cesaro. I thought you would. I thought yeah. you would. Yeah. I, was, I... I, was all, I think I was edging towards Cesaro even before you said Seth Rollins, but to go to go a bit of mix it up, I'll, I'll stand firm with Cesaro. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, I think either way, I'll be happy. And um... Yeah, same, same. So if Cesaro wins it, it would be his first singles match and a first singles win at WrestleMania. If, if Rollins wins it, it's just another, another feather to Rollins' bow. Anyway, right. we'll see what happens there. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. I think there's probably only one winner for this one. Yeah, yeah, I think we're both going Braun Strowman, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think anything other than Braun Strowman squashing Shane McMahon or winning, not squashing necessarily, but winning comfortably, cleanly, I think would be a disaster if he doesn't yeah. win clean. Um, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Very, very much agree with that. We can we can put that one to bed pretty quickly. I think, yeah. The only way I can see it being Shane is if they want a Braun Elias feud or something that they want for the future. But yeah, you've got to go Braun, haven't you? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And and this, the next one's interesting. The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Yeah. It's a tough one. Um yeah. I would like to see, like I said earlier, I'd like to see something different. So I'm going to go Styles and Omos. For that. You are going to go, are you? Interesting. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm. I think I'm going to go New Day retain. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's again. It's a. It's a really tough one to call again. Um, which is good. I like that. I prefer that. There's. A, there's been. I mean, three of the four we've actually had to sort of think about. But yeah, I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if it's AJ Styles and Omos. I really wouldn't, but I, I think I'll go. I'll go New Day retain. Awesome. Yeah, like it's another one where you say kind of, I'll be happy with either outcome as long as you know Omos actually debuts and gets some time in the ring to to prove who he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus John Morrison and the Miz. I feel like there's only gonna again only gonna be one winner. In my opinion, that'll be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, the celebrity usually always wins, don't they? So, yeah, Bad Bunny and Damien Priest. Absolutely. And I think it's just going to be one of those ones where, you know, the Miz is so good at putting over talent that he's just going to be told to go out there and, and put over some talent, which is another kind of issue. Is a bit of a shame compared to kind of where he was sort of two or three months ago, you know, as WWE champion for a couple of weeks. 
Um, yeah. But I think he very much is comfortable with, with his role being putting over the new guys. And, and I think that that's, you know, it gets him a, a match every year at, at WrestleMania. So true. Yeah, very true. I'm going to go for Bad Bunny with that one. Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, SmackDown Women's Championship. This is a really hard one to call as well. This is. This is a really hard one because you've got Sasha, who's I think's probably had her best title reign. Um, but then you've got Bianca, who's been hot. Uh, so it's a really tricky one. I don't think the feud ends at WrestleMania. I think it will continue for a bit. Um, how long I don't know, but I think they're they're in such a strong place with this feud that it could continue and people would still be interested. And for that reason, I am going to go with Bianca Belair. Interesting. I like it. That's interesting because I was going to go Sasha Banks retains as much as I'd love to see Bianca win it. I'm kind right. of looking. And I'll tell you why I'm doing it. I'm kind of looking at the other title matches on the card. And I've already right. picked a couple of changes. So right. I'm going to keep one retain. And like you say, regardless of the outcome here, I think it can go longer. Mm-hmm. So I will be happy with either kind of outcome. Bianca Belair wins it great. Um, she's awesome like one of my favorite stars at the moment could could would love to see her have a title reign but Sasha Banks I think is so good like you say in, in her best kind of reign in, in WWE and and I'd be more than happy to see the belt stay with her so yeah it's another really really tough one to pick we've gone different so there's a bit of bit of spice to the podcast I like yeah it. we've got we've got three different so far which is a good start yeah, absolutely. And I think we kind of mentioned it earlier, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. We both picked Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I think so. Again, it's another one that I don't mind either way, but I think it will be Drew. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And that is actually everything for night one done. Sorted. Halfway through WrestleMania. It'll be yeah. kind of Sunday morning. I'll be waking up past midday after having stayed up until about 5 a.m. like yeah halfway through wrestlemania let's go <laughs> we go again tonight and night two yeah, is of course the main event the main main event of wrestlemania big a big one roman reigns edge daniel bryan i mean that is going to be something special isn't it it is it is going to be very special you know it's it's just got all the ingredients of being one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time, I think. You know, you've got the storyline, which has been superb um, on SmackDown. You know, Roman Reigns by himself has been unbelievable. But then you throw in what Edge has been doing recently, and then you throw in Daniel Bryan's in-ring ability. I mean, yeah, geez, yeah, it's just, it is going to be an amazing match. Um, And it just... I wouldn't be surprised if this goes like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, just because there is so much potential, so many spots to be had. You know, I kind of, I want to see a bit of Edge versus Daniel Bryan just as a singles, whether that means sort of Roman being the heel and not coming out or staying out of the way, or if it means they've both teamed up and got Roman out of the way for a little bit and then they lock up. That excites me by itself. I want to see Reigns and Edge as a singles going at it. So there's just, there's so many little stories inside the whole big thing. I, there's just no way it can't be unbelievable. Um, I agree completely. I think, I think putting Daniel Bryan in there was an absolute stroke of genius. 
um, for, for many reasons. There, there are some reported backstage reasons that I don't think we need to discuss because there is, you know, it's backstage gossip and it's it was that Edge is looking too old to be in the main event of WrestleMania, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I think Daniel Bryan in there with the other two of them, it just adds another dynamic of three guys with three different styles and, and more almost three different mentalities of, of kind of yeah. wrestling so you've got daniel bryan the face he is clearly the face in this feud the one that's been you know hard done by by fast lane whatever kind of you think about go back a couple of months then you've got the big dog or not even called the big dog anymore is he? he's the tribal chief roman oh, reigns yeah. the bad man who is you know ultimate heel in this feud and then you've got edge tweening uh, between face and heel and kind of slightly edging towards heel now where you've got that incredible dynamic that it, it's almost like Wrestlemania 30 where Daniel Bryan was uh, end, of, end of the night as world heavyweight champion after putting down two massive heels. Uh, could he do it again? Like, maybe. It would be interesting to see, wouldn't it, if it's Daniel Bryan holding the Universal Championship at the end of the night. That'd be a hell of a moment. Um Obviously, we'll do predictions later, so we won't go into that. But yeah, if that if that does happen, that's that was another WrestleMania moment for Daniel Bryan, and it would be another massive WrestleMania moment in terms of WWE. You know, because anyone who beats this Roman Reigns is going to have a hell of a hell of a push and a hell of a momentum behind them. So yeah, there's not there's not much you can say about this triple threat match that you know that would do it justice because, like you say, there's there's so much there's so much going on, you know, there is just so much going on with it, but you've got, you've got arguably the best superstar currently on the roster in Rome Reigns. You've got one of the fan favorites for the last decade in Daniel Bryan, who just delivers in the ring. He's come back from retirement and he's, he's back at WrestleMania main event, unbelievable story. And then you've got Edge, who is one of the all time, very best, you know, of, of WWE history, you know, he is one of the best. And again, same for Danny Bryan. He's come back from retirement. You know, he had years taken away from him because of his injuries, but he's back. And again, he's at WrestleMania main event now. Um, so, I mean, the story is just, yeah, I mean, I get goosebumps thinking about it because it's just it's just such a nice story, such a good story. And there are three men that can deliver in the ring. So it should be one of those matches that you just will watch over and over and over again and just never get bored of it. Absolutely. I mean, it was a match that we kind of mentioned at the start of the show has been chopped and changed until kind of the very last few weeks. And it is a match that started with Edge winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, we go all the way back to kind of January and you've got Edge pointing at the WrestleMania sign. And he's like, OK, who is Edge going to face at the time? It, would, it must have still been Drew McIntyre at the time, Drew McIntyre or Roman Reigns. Mm. And you think the one that you wanted to see Edge in was against Roman Reigns. You, you throw Daniel Bryan into the mix as well, and it's going to be incredible. On a side note, uh, you talk about the, the Royal Rumble, and we've spoken about it a bit at the moment uh, on this podcast, and the pointing to the WrestleMania sign. I know it's like a thing with WWE fans who love to ask wrestlers if the WrestleMania point is a thing they're told to do or if it's <laughs> something they do naturally. And obviously, being a WWE fan... I couldn't resist asking Bianca Belair the exact same thing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and that was my tenuous link into this next clip from Bianca Belair that we've got. Uh, so this is Bianca Belair discussing her incredible night at the Royal Rumble and that, rest, that infamous WrestleMania point. Well, for me, um, you know, 
that night when I won the Royal Rumble match, everything hit me in different stages. I won the match and I was kind of like feeling like, okay, this just happened. I just won the Royal Rumble match. I'm the last woman standing. I'm super happy about that. And then I looked to the left and I saw the WrestleMania sign. And I knew, I knew that when you win the Royal Rumble match, you automatically have your, your ticket to WrestleMania. But it just didn't hit me that way. It The first stage was, oh my gosh, you just won the Royal Rumble match. You're the last one is standing. I'm very happy. Then I looked to the left and I saw the WrestleMania sign and I thought, oh, oh yeah, you're going to WrestleMania. <laughs> so it hit me that I was going to WrestleMania. And then it, it didn't, I didn't know until I got to the back um, that I was the first African-American woman and the second African-American to win the Royal Rumble match until I think uh, Kayla Braxton told me. So I didn't even know that I accomplished that until someone told me. And, and for me, what that says to me is just by me staying true to who I am and setting a goal and accomplishing it, I created history. And so I just want that to be motivation for other people that you don't always have to go to the history books to find history. You have history within yourself. You can create your own history. Just stay true to who you are and go after your goals and accomplish what you want to accomplish and that you're, you're, you're creating your own legacy. So that, that was an amazing three moments for me. Winning Royal Rumble, realizing I was going to WrestleMania and then realizing that I also created history. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, no, that, that's uh, amazing. Um, I have to ask as well, are you told to like point at the WrestleMania sign or is that something that everybody just does? Like, It's just, it's something that every, I think everybody just does. You know, I when I watched the Royal Rumble matches and I remember the, the, the year before being a part of my very first Royal Rumble match and watching Charlotte point to the sign. And it's that, it's, it's that, you know, when you think about Royal Rumble match, uh, when you think about the Royal Rumble match, uh, the, the the picture that comes to your mind is always the person pointing to WrestleMania sign at the end because that's like the first person that's going to WrestleMania and you know that's the biggest moment of you know WrestleMania is the biggest moment in the event of the year so being able to win the Royal Rumble match and go to WrestleMania that point is that's what everybody wants to do and so it's kind of just something that comes natural and you're like Oh, I think that's what happens. You win the Royal Rumble match and you're excited and then you look to the sign and you're like, oh, I'm going to WrestleMania. It just happens. And, you know. That was Bianca Belair discussing that famous WrestleMania point and just being so overwhelmed by, you know, the incredible emotion at the Royal Rumble. It was, you know, it was such a good event and it set us right up for WrestleMania. And of course, the main event of the Royal Rumble in January, back in January was Edge winning the Men's Rumble and the main event of WrestleMania Night 2, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns in that match. We discussed it before that clip, going to be incredible. If we look at the rest of the WrestleMania card though, is there anything that you think might be able to steal the spotlight from those three? Um, in terms of... An actual match? No, I don't think so. But I think you know where I'm going with this. You know, the Fiend and Randy Orton. You've anything with those can do anything. You know, the the oh yeah, the, the fascination for that is off this off the charts. You know, I'm so I'm so invested. I'm so interested. I want to see it. I need to see it. I, I just want it to run forever. I don't want these guys to ever split up. I want them to be feuding for the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> like I said in podcast one, 
all three are in my current favourites. You know, I, I've loved all three of them for so long. I just think they're they're brilliant inside the ring, outside the ring, and this has just worked superb. And I'm so fascinated to see what they do. Will it be cinematic? Will it be an actual match? How much wrestling will there be? I just, yeah, I think this this has all the potentials to be the one that gets spoken about the most. You know, it should be the one that's like trending the most or the most content comes from it in terms of social media and stuff like that. There's just so many things that could happen that could, that could steal the show because of it. Not wrestling-wise, of course, I don't think, but because of what they could do. I mean, the literally the possibilities are endless. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw anything from this match. You know, there will be nothing that could surprise me. Um, and for that reason, that has got to be considered as one of the main matches that surely everyone has got their eye on. It can't just be me because they're my three favourites. It's got to be everyone has got to, when they have this card in front of them, you know, they'll look at the, the big main events, but The Fiend and Randy Orton with Alexa Bliss there as well must be close behind because of what they've been doing and what they can do. But then in terms of wrestling, I also look at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And, you know, I, I think we mentioned them on the first podcast saying, you know, they're, they're underutilised, if anything. They're such good performers on the mic and in the ring. And together they're brilliant, you know, because obviously they've got that long history. They're, they're best friends. They've got that chemistry. They've deserved a WrestleMania singles match. It shouldn't really have been this long and it shouldn't have really been this sort of low-key, I don't think. But I'm excited to see what they can do, you know, throw in Logan Paul, who is sadly a, um, a very much well-known figure and, a very, you know, he's going to bring his audience maybe to it. It'll be interesting to see, you know, I mean, to be fair to Logan Paul, he has a background in wrestling. You know, he was a he was a very accomplished wrestler at his, I believe, his college, what they call it out there, you know. Yes. And obviously he's, he's dabbled in boxing and, <laughs> and stuff like that. And so it'll be interesting to see if he gets physical, and it would be interesting to see if there's something there for him in the future. But uh, yeah, I think wrestling wise, you can't look past the, the triple threat. But in terms of what could come out of this mania, of this mania the Fiend and Randy Orton genuinely could steal the show for me. I mean, you covered so much there. And, and I do want to pick up on the, you know, the first part you spoke about, which was the Fiend, Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss. What do you think this match is going to involve? Do you think it's going to be fully cinematic half cinematic because that doesn't really work in an arena full of live people does it you know they tried it didn't they was it was it Orton and Wyatt again a couple of years yeah. ago with the the dodgy kind of ring <sighs> and, and, and all that sort of stuff it, that's the case of it not working that night if they tried it again would it work this time yeah I mean it's a good point actually yeah with fans being there very good point um Oh, yeah, I generally don't know. I don't know what to expect. And I think that's why I like it so much because I, I, what I will say is I'd be disappointed if it was just a match. I'd be very, I'd leave a little bit disheartened if it was just The Fiend versus Randy Orton. And that's no dig at them in terms of their in-ring work, in -ring work because they are both superb. But it's just the build that they've had, the storyline so far, it has to have something creepy happen or weird or unusual like you say cinematic struggles with fans in attendance so it might not be a full cinematic thing but i want some kind of weird alexa bliss freak weird weird stuff going on 
you know, which can easily be done and easily be portrayed where there's fans in attendance as well. So I don't think it'll be cinematic, but I think there'll be a lot of creepy stuff going down, um, which will end in like a Sister Abigail or, or a Randy or an RKO. Um, but yeah, not a cinematic match as such, but but not a full-on wrestling match either, I think is the closest thing I can predict. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think there have been kind of some reports again online. I don't want to talk about them too much because they are just rumours that Alexa Bliss's character could be changing uh, again after this. Um, so it'll be interesting to see her role with The Fiend mm. and with Randy Orton, see what happens there. It's just going to be a good watch, I think, like you say. It, it's one that can steal the show in terms of, you know, when WWE stands for World Wrestling Entertainment, I think that one really puts the E in WWE. It's not going to be a wrestling match, but it's, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, definitely. Whereas you look at uh, Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, and that is a wrestling match that we have been, as fans, not just us two, <laughs> we have been, the fans have been asking for for so long to happen at WrestleMania. Um, and and again, you mentioned Logan Paul as well. And Logan Paul is, is he, how would I put this? Is he banned at GMS? Like, we don't really like to cover Logan Paul. So when he came over to WWE, I was like, oh, Logan yeah. Paul. What are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> our audience don't really like the Paul brothers, is all I can say. Um, which is a shame because you know they are a, they've, they've got a big following and they've got this, you know, they've got aura about them, people love to hate them, sort of vibe. But I mean, if he gets involved in wrestling and he's part of WWE, then by all means, why why can't we sort of cover it? And you know, I when he debuted on SmackDown, that was the, the line I let off myself and you know, because sadly we have to acknowledge that he has got a big following and he is someone who gets discussed in on the World Wide Web. So he, he he looked pretty comfortable, didn't he, in that kind of story as well. He, he fit he fits into it well. That's that's yeah. what we say. The whole the whole Sammy Sane conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah. I think it's I think it's an entertaining character. Yeah. Um, will lean into it the way kind of Seth Rollins leans into his kind of character online. That's just Sammy all the time online as well. Yeah. Um, I think you kind of meant you kind of alluded to it earlier where this is a match everybody's wanted for so long it shouldn't have taken this long and I'm not sure it's the build that people would have wanted but it's Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at Wrestlemania and that is you know it's gonna be good I think it's gonna be good regardless and there is so much more on that card as well I mean there's just looking at the card three more four more title matches to discuss which is Let's start with uh, the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Like, that's going to... It's, you know, again, like Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, a young kind of superstar coming up from NXT, getting a shot at the big title. It's exciting, I think. I'm looking forward to that one a lot. What are your thoughts on Rhea Ripley? Have you seen a lot of her? Yeah, I mean, I, I like what I've seen of Rhea Ripley. I really do. I think her match with Charlotte was brilliant. I thought they, last year, I thought they worked really well together. I think she's got a great appearance, a great look. And I've, I thought she's looked very comfortable in the ring every time she's been in it, whether that's NXT or up on Raw, you know, she had a mic in her hand and she delivered really well, I thought. Um, yeah, I really like her gimmick. I like her, her persona. I like how she carries herself. You know, she's she looks like this she does look badass. I have to admit, she looks badass and she, she can carry herself in the ring. And I, I think she's got a very, very bright future. Um, I loved her and Bianca Belair's final little 
moment in the Royal Rumble. And like I say, I, I was a big fan of her from the Charlotte WrestleMania match last year. Um, it's a weird one because I, I'm a big fan of them individually, but I just, I'm not fully invested in the feud. I'm not sure why. I don't know what it's missing, whether it's because it's been quite quick and yeah. because, you know, we don't know the whole Charlotte situation, what's what happened there and, what, and stuff. It just feels it hasn't got as much storyline behind it as the other title matches. And I mean, like, especially the Sasha Banks, Bianca Blair one, there's not as much to get into there. So I'm interested to see how they perform together. But in terms of hype around it, I'm not that excited by it. Um, but that's that, that I'm still a fan of them both individually. Awesome. Yeah, I think the one thing it lacked, wasn't it, was a, a real build. Like, and like you kind of mentioned the Charlotte stuff, nobody really knows. At the moment, she's not on the card, Charlotte. Like, where is she going to fit on the card? Like, surely she's got to be on the card somewhere, yeah. uh, whether it be involved in maybe that match at some point, but then you're stealing the spotlight away from Rhea Ripley after her debut. So who knows? But um, like you say, it, it's a match that, that had zero build, but it could, could, could be a potential show stealer on, on the grandest stage of them all. Uh, and we look... Further down the card at Big E versus Apollo Crews. This is a match that's had some build. Uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of build. Um, we'll stop short of doing our actual predictions until we just kind of discuss the last one on the card. But Big E, Apollo Crews, excited for that one? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, we, were, we were both moderately critical, I guess was the best way of putting it, of their fast lane match it it did fail to deliver i think it started well and then it sort of petered out and but we said at the time it's probably just to extend the feud and since then it's it's not really got any more interesting i don't think and yeah i really don't have much high hopes for this unfortunately i, lo I love biggie you know i really am a big admirer of biggie and i can't Dis like, I can't say a bad word about Apollo Crews' in-ring work. I think he's a brilliant wrestler who has not ever quite gone up, you know, gone to the next level um, for one reason or another. But I'm just, I struggle to get invested into this match, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I agree with you. It's, uh, it seems like Big E's kind of burnt out the, the kind of momentum he had at the start of the year, you know, when they broke up the new day at the end of last year and, and people were like, okay, great. He, he, here he goes. He's going to go on and get that, that push that he deserves. I feel he's just kind of stuck as intercontinental champion and whether that changes at WrestleMania will decide in a couple of minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll decide on Sunday, uh, but we move. Let's just quickly rattle through the, the last two matches on this card. Riddle and Sheamus, we've already discussed a little bit, kind of talking about Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Um, you know, I like, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Sheamus uh, and I'm big, I'm a, uh, controversially a big fan of Riddle because I know a lot of people think he's just uh, a bit silly with the, uh, forgetting his lines on Raw that was definitely not, not, uh, <laughs> not intentional. But the, I mean, there was a time on, I think, the go-home show for Raw where Sheamus and, Mustafa Ali are talking backstage and he just rides a scooter between them. I'm like, yeah. I'm here for that. I'm like, was that planned? Maybe. Maybe he's just, just literally <laughs> late, late getting to the ring to do his uh, to do his entrance, just scooting through the middle. <laughs> so I think I think he might get uh, might get kicked around a bit by Sheamus on Sunday. Um, but I, I I it's it's one that that 
I think could potentially open the show, maybe Riddle, Riddle Sheamus. It depends. The United—it's weird because the United States Championship is usually cut sometimes on the pre-show, isn't it? Yeah. Like it, it could it could easily be a pre-show match if they're doing pre-show matches. I know there's a bit of talk about WWE maybe not doing pre-show matches um, for WrestleMania, but if it if there was to be a pre-show match on Sunday, it could be that one. Yeah, it could be that one. It could be that one. You're right. <laughs> And then we've got uh, one we can't really predict, I suppose, which would be an interesting place to start predicting, which is <laughs> Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler versus the winner of the tag team turmoil match, um, yeah. which is another one that you think could potentially sit at the start of the show or, or kind of in, in the mid card. I don't think it would be any higher than sort of midway through through night two, but yeah. we may as well try and predict it if we yeah. were we were to give it a go so again we'll go from the bottom to the top what we just discussed in reverse order so yeah. that Nia Jack Shayna Baszler tag team match and we both put Lana and Naomi in there didn't we we did yes so we I I you know what I'm gonna say yeah I'm gonna think Lana and Naomi could have their Wrestlemania moment in that match I'm gonna pick those two okay yeah I mean I was, I was gonna say I think the winners of the the night before will win on night two. So that would be Lana and Naomi for me as well. I just think Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler have probably come to their end. Um, like I said on the first podcast, I'm a big fan of Nia Jax um, and I'm a big fan of Shayna Baszler, but I feel that she she needs to become, she needs to be by herself a bit more. Uh, yeah, I just, I just think Shayna's better than being a tag team competitor and I think there's a lot of female talent that were tag teams that got split up and now they're sort of lacking genuine tag teams you know you look at the the, the turmoil match like Dana, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose weren't a tag team Lana and Naomi weren't a tag team Natalia and Tamina have been on and off as a tag team and then you have the Riot Squad who actually broke up and then got back together again I just think it's time for yeah and even Nia Jax, she's, she's been a brilliant singles competitor as well over time. You know, she's had title reigns and she's had good rivalries and good feuds. So, yeah, I think the winner of the turmoil match on uh, night one will be Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on night two. Yeah, I think it, it's, it, like you say, I think it's time for Shayna to kind of do her own thing on the roster. Like, she's not become like, I want to say like a, like a joke of a, of a superstar because she's not but like being put in these jokey kind of storylines with uh, his Reginald as well, isn't it? Kind of knocking yeah. about uh, with these two tag team champions. And I do wonder if Reginald is going to kind of lead to maybe Nia and Shane losing those titles. And then you see the, the, the two kind of implode from there. Yeah. Um, God, I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. So I think we both agreed there that um, both, both think that the challengers will win that one. Yeah. Uh, Riddle versus Sheamus is another one that's really hard to call. Um, yeah. Do you want to? You, you, you went first on this one. I'll go first on this one. Um, oh, I don't know now. I'm stuck. I'd like to see Sheamus. I'd like to say Sheamus because I think he's had such a good run over the last kind of four months that he should be kind of rewarded with a title. And 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 it's not the WWE Championship, but it's still a good a good title to hold. And I think Sheamus is the kind of, like a good US champion. I think he put on good matches as a US champion. And I just wonder if Riddle's title run is just a bit kind of not exciting, not as exciting as I thought it was going to be. So I'm going to go Sheamus for this one. 
Yeah, I, and I'm with you. Oh, yeah, I was pretty adamant on Seamus uh, even before you you gave your reasons, and my reasons are the exact same. He deserves it because of the run he's had for the last, well, is it three, four months maybe now that he's just been delivering brilliant promos, brilliant matches. And, yeah, it would be a nice, a nice way to um, acknowledge the work he's done. Um, Riddle... You know, he's a funny guy. He's a funny character. You know, he gives you a cheap laugh, but his, his, the title reign itself hasn't, hasn't, like, has he really had any matches like, since he's become the champion? I don't really feel like he's done much with it as a champion. Whereas I can see Seamus doing, bringing back like the old open invitation and fighting every week and just. I was going to mention that. I was going to mention the exact same thing, the open challenge for it. I think he'd be really good at that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to mention the exact same thing. I agree with you. Good shout. It, it's, it's a shame that it's not the IC title, you know, because that's the one he's missing, isn't it? Yes. So it's a shame that it's not in that, in that, um, for that title because Seamus deserves it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure one day he'll get it. Whether this, well, well, yeah, that could be it. He could win this and then that goes, he stays as champion till Survivor Series. Then he meets the IC champion and he takes that belt as well. You know, that would be quite a nice little story for him and it would round off a really impressive year for him. So that'd be yeah, very, I think, very cool. I yeah. have to be a big fan of that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, I think I'd go Seamus here, and then by the end of the year, I'd like to think he's, he's got the IC as well. Awesome. No, that's, yeah, that's a really good good long-term storytelling there. you got to get yourself a job at WWE. There you go. If anyone's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, though. Uh, the next one, Kevin Owen, Sami Zayn. Um, oh, it's another tough one. Do you want to go one. It's, first? It's tough when there's nothing on the line. Mm. Because same as Cesaro, Seth Rollins, it doesn't really matter who loses. Um, I'm going to go Sammy. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, I don't know if Logan Paul will cost Sammy. Okay. Then go into his whole conspiracy thing. But I also don't know if Logan Paul will help Sammy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to go Logan's going to cost Sammy, and I'm going to go Kevin Owens. Interesting. Okay. I just for a bit of difference. I think Logan could potentially help Sami Zayn right. as a kind of throw-off happens once and then he disappears forever kind mm -hmm. of thing. You know, like that kind of celebrity at WrestleMania slides in, does the pin, leave yeah. sort of thing. I think, yeah, I'm gonna go Sammy for that reason. Okay, so we, we've differed on that one. As yeah, much, yeah. As much as I would love to see Kevin Owens win it, and I think it would probably fit the narrative for Kevin Owens to win it if you wanted to continue the, the conspiracy theory kind of line, I just think there's potential for Logan Paul to 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 get Sammy the win there. And yeah, uh, Logan Paul's going to be involved either way, isn't he? Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how. <laughs> That's the interesting part. Um, yeah. But we've got, we got Big E and Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. Given what we discussed earlier, I would like to see Apollo win the championship and then for Big E to move on to something bigger. Yeah. So I'm going to go Apollo Crews for that one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Apollo as well, just because if he loses, the whole, the whole push and the whole gimmick change has just been an absolute disaster. And it sends him back to God knows where. <laughs> so I think I, you have to go Apollo Cruz if if he has any longevity in future. Yeah, Apollo. 
Absolutely, no. It's it like you say. It's almost the opposite of of the Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lassie situation, where if Apollo loses, he goes into like you say nothing. But if Biggie yeah. loses, he could easily kind of go up another step. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully, let's let's hope that's what happens. Yeah, <laughs> um, well. this one's going to be impossible to call, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the Fiend versus Randy Orton. I have no idea. No idea, because I don't even know if it'll be a match. Mm. You know, we, we're sort of predicting something that might not even have a finish. Um, and the finish, it could be, it could be like you say, there's rumours that Alexa Bliss has got a character change coming. Does that mean she's going to snap out of it and, become, and help Randy? Yeah, you mean, it's another one. It's a, it's a win-win because no, the loser of this match doesn't get, isn't impacted negatively. Um However, I think if The Fiend were to lose, it would be a bigger loss for him. So for that reason, I'm going to choose The Fiend winning. Yep, I think the same way that Randy Orton won at TLC in December to kind of start the actual part of this feud. I think if The Fiend loses a second time, it's Mm. like a little bit of a burial. Where The Fiend wins or Randy Orton disappears for a few weeks um there's like no harm done there so i'm gonna go for the fiend as well but like you say i i don't even know if there'll be a result (laughs) yeah there generally might not be and that's the exciting part can't wait for that one that's gonna be really really good uh oscar versus rhea ripley is another again really really hard to call partly because they've done nothing with the woman's belt on oscar like they've done nothing with it and she deserves a better run than she's had so far so does that mean she wins at wrestlemania and and kicks off like a good run like a strong run could she win at wrestlemania and becky lynch returns and is like oh hey that's my belt yeah that kind of thing there's a possibility there does charlotte get involved who knows literally anything again could happen here so yeah. for that reason, I think I'm gonna put Oscar defend like successfully defends. Yeah, no. So I'm just sort of scrolling, looking back at my choices to see title changes and like <laughs> what I've done. And I've currently got one, two, three. I've got four title changes at the minute, with Belair winning, um, Sheamus winning, Lana Naomi winning, and Apollo Cruz winning. So I feel like someone needs to defend. Obviously, I've chosen a couple to defend as well. But this one's tough again because there's been no sort of... Yeah, there's been nothing to it. It just sort of feels like a one-off match. And again, like you say, I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't the final match. You know, there's still a SmackDown to come before we before this, uh, after this comes out. So we could be talking about a triple threat with Charlotte, who then I immediately would go to Charlotte just because of track record and because of how good she is. Um, oh, yeah, this is just a shot at... I, I just can't... No, yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to go with this, to be honest. I really don't. Um, I'm just thinking, can I see WWE putting the belt on Rhea Ripley this quickly? No, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go Rhea Ripley, and then I'm going to say that will set up Rhea versus Charlotte too. Oh, that's a nice shout. Yeah, I like that. I'm good with that. I would be interested in that if it were to happen. Absolutely. Uh, 
I That's what I'm going to go for. Be a big fan of seeing that somewhere down the line. Um, um, yeah, well, I think it just it opens the door to more matches. And I love Oscar, I really do. And she is another one who has been unbelievable during behind closed doors, you know, at the start as well. Like the first couple of months, she was hilarious. And I thought she really like shone and her personality really shone for the first real time on the main roster, I thought. But I just see, I just sort of forget about her being the champion, I think, at the minute. And I think... WrestleMania is the time for everything to sort of flip on its head and change a new direction and stuff. So, yeah, I'll go Rhea, but it's some, it's another one that could be, could go either way. Absolutely, no, I, I like the idea of, of of Rhea taking it and going into Charlotte too, and, and it's another one that we have now uh, differed our opinions on. So there's going to be a winner. You'd think there's going to be a winner between our predictions. But I think for the main event of WrestleMania 37, the triple threat match, I imagine we'll have the same idea. Um, we've obviously discussed it in great detail on this podcast and the podcast we did before. My shout is Roman Reigns to defend. Yeah, yeah, agree. It's uh, It will be a match for the, for the ages, but I would be absolutely stunned like I'm talking Brock Lesnar Undertaker stand if if Roman loses this match. You I just cannot see it. I just I would love Edge to do it. I really would, but I just cannot see it in the in there's just no chance because Reigns has been so good. Um he's he's his work has been out of this world. It would be an absolute just a just mind blowing if he was to lose the belt now and uh, all the all the hard work and all the promos, all the segments, all the, you know, tribal chief stuff. I, yeah, I just can't see it. Can't see it. I have to go Roman Reigns. I was getting goosebumps when you were saying Edge could do it. Ed, could Edge do it? Yeah, like, man, it would just, it would be just, incredible. you know, like I said on podcast one, he is, he's my goat. Um, <laughs> and it would be unreal. But, I would also feel a bit sad and bad for Roman Reigns if he was to lose his title because it's been one hell of a run which still has a lot, a lot, a lot left in it. Absolutely. No, I can't wait for that. And I think it's going to be a worthy main event. And I just think it ends, as Paul Heyman said last week or the last podcast we did, ends with the fireworks at Raymond James Stadium going off and, and Roman Reigns still your champion. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to be one to argue with Paul Heyman. So I think, I think that one is, is in the books already. So yeah. that is our WrestleMania predictions. Sort yeah. We'll I'm, be trying to count, I'm trying to count how many different ones we chose. So we chose different on Blair Banks, New Day, AJ Styles, Cesaro, Seth, uh, Rhea Ribley, Oscar, uh, and Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. And the rest we, we agreed on. So there's a few there. Absolutely. There's a few. If you had to choose one, which which one do you think will be the uh, the what the match on both the, nights? The best match. Yeah, like the, the 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 big talk like talking point slash takeaway. Oh, away outside of the main event. I think you're right. I think it would probably be. The Fiend versus Randy Orton, but I also like the look of uh, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and I really hope 
that we see some fireworks there. But but now we spent so long talking about kind of Reigns, Edge, and Brian. I just mm. think that's gonna be the one. Like that's yeah. gonna be the show stealer. And I really hope it lives up to to what everybody is expecting to see, which is yeah, so. uh, you know an incredible match. Um, yeah. But that is WrestleMania, and it'll be very interesting to see how well we predicted that come next Tuesday during our post-WrestleMania special. You know, this is a fortnightly podcast, but next week we're going weekly. We are. exciting, And obviously, just to kind of wrap up this one, I'll throw in some quotes from Jordan Devlin, because he's in action at uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And we, uh, we had the pleasure of speaking to him last week, so ahead of that match. And, you know, it's always kind of fun to ask wrestlers who's on their Mount Rushmore. Like, I, I just couldn't resist asking Jordan Devlin. And he put Vince McMahon on there. And I think his reasons for doing so are well worth a listen. So this is what Jordan Devlin said. I think it would have to be uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, and Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, interesting. Yeah, what, what for in? sure. He made he made the whole thing possible. He made a globe. He turned WWE into a global phenomenon. And he brought it into everyone's home. You know, if if Vince hadn't come along, there's no way a kid in Bray County, Wicklow, Ireland, would have been watching WWE in my pajamas on Saturday mornings. You know, he turned wrestling into a global force, into a billion dollar industry. So uh, yeah, he's he's position one on my Mount Rushmore. All right, it was Jordan Devlin discussing why Vince McMahon is his number one GOAT, the, the person he put right, the first place on Mount Rushmore, which I absolutely love, because um, he's right, without Vince McMahon, would a, would a young boy from Ireland be able to, you know, one day dream of going to WrestleMania and performing in, in you know, the main event or, or whatever on the card at WrestleMania? Maybe not. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Vince. You've, uh, you've made many dreams come true <laughs> which is who's your man Rushmore Ollie oh no, no. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you I didn't want to tell you I was going to do that just to see just to see if you're ready to answer it I think The Rock is on there I think The Undertaker has to be on there because I only got into wrestling fairly recently compared to a lot of people I actually put Seth Rollins on my mountain <laughs> I love Seth Rollins. Um, and one more. Oh, it's hard. Oh, no. The, my mind has just gone blank. I, I don't <laughs> want to say Stone Cold because everybody picks Stone Cold. Yeah. But the Undertaker, The Rock, <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> We're going to clip this off and tweet this out separately. Absolutely. <laughs> and. Oh, no, one more, one more. It's so hard. Mm. It's not going to be Stone Cold. It's going to be... I see, again, because I'm going to show how, how like, little I watched wrestling when I was younger and put Randy Orton on there as well. Nice, nice. It's different. Like it's very different. Who, who would... I'm going to assume yours would be a bit more kind of textbook given that you're a kind of generation ahead of me in terms of what you watch because you watch it when you yeah were it means tr- i've got i've got two live mount rushmore i've got the the my favorite wrestlers who would go on my mount rushmore which would be the rock it would be edge it would be triple h and it would be randy orton 
Yes. No, They're no. my favourite four, if I had to put, if I had to think quickly. But in terms of like, you know, what the actual Mount Rushmore is, and it's like the the best of the best sort of vibe, The Rock would, would go on it. Absolutely. I think you have to put Hulk Hogan on it. Um, I think you have to put Ric Flair on it. Yeah. And then... You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say John Cena. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think John Cena has has just replaced Undertaker for me because John Cena, what Cena did was he took WWE at quite a difficult stage and he was he carried it unbelievably well through a very tricky period. You know, they'd lost a lot of superstars. They'd lost the attitude era. It wasn't as easy as just to do any like sort of anything and what you wanted and stuff like that. And he carried the company for a long time. Yes, they had big names with him and there was a lot of wrestlers with him, but he was the man. He was the one who sold the tickets. He was the one that sold the merch. He was the one that was the champion. And I think I think he'll be a more common pick over the next oh. 10 20 years yeah absolutely i think he'll probably replace a lot of people for a lot of people's mount rushmore just because of what he did in this this period um yeah so it is it, mount rushmore was a tricky tricky you know conversation to have and it could be something we do a separate podcast on yeah. but um yeah it's a hard one to pick just for in in an industry where there's been so many because i mean we haven't even we haven't even thought about like the women that have mm, absolutely made everything possible on the women's side of things, you know, and there's, there's just so many options you could pick. And Vince McMahon, like Devlin said, is certain, surely got to be on there because he's, he's the man behind it all pretty much. So it's a tricky one to, to put just four names, but if I had to, those would be the four. Absolutely. And, and when you asked me on the spot there, you've just made me realize that maybe I'm tripping people up when I'm asking them this question. And like the fact that they already have, like four names ready to fire off and reason like it's it's impressive well if you're still with us after what i would describe myself as a terrible take on matt rushmore from me <laughs> seth rollins definitely isn't quite there yet but he's there anyway um he's there now. then please do join us for our post wrestlemania show after what will have been a festival of wrestling so we uh you know we've seen We've discussed the Raw Go Home show, which was last Monday. We've discussed in a little bit of detail the Hall of Fame. NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver, that's going to be incredible. NXT TakeOver sometimes does steal the WrestleMania weekend traditionally, and I think this year is going to be no different. Yep. You've got NXT UK Prelude, which we should maybe have a little bit of a discussion about, depending on what happens there. I have some mm. theories that I'll share in the next podcast about what might happen there. If they happen, I'll say them. If they don't, I'll say them anyway and say I was wrong. Um, <laughs> then you've got the SmackDown Go Home Show, the two nights of WrestleMania, and we've picked The Fiend, Randy Orton, to potentially steal the show away from that main event Sunday night of Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan, which I think is going to be an incredible end to what will be an incredible weekend of WrestleMania. And then you've got the Raw go home, uh, the Raw after WrestleMania that we can discuss next Tuesday as well. So okay. we will be doing all of that. And um, yeah, 
best of luck for your predictions because yeah, you, mate. someone's going to be upset next week. I know. We, we might even draw. You never know. Yeah. Hey, why not? <laughs> Keep it civil. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. All right. As always, comments are appreciated in the post on Facebook. I found out how to put this on Spotify. So please do give us a listen on Spotify if you haven't already. And we'll be tweeting out some of the best bits from our WrestleMania special podcast. But until next week, see you later. See you later.